Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I am your hostess, Mistress Mia. And you know, the great, the only fire-breathing dragon, Master John Lord Ballad, Johnny Hotcat. Yay! Me! Yeah. Shit. Yeah. All right, John. We're excited tonight, aren't we? We are very excited. We're and you always know, happy. We are. And you know, I have two nice things that I received this past week. So I'm going to read them to you. All right. So the first one, someone left a... What do you call these things? Review? Thank you. A review. And they were talking about... They said nice things about us? Yes! That's a nice change. Yes. So, I recently read the story, Fun at the Beach, on one of the actual stories uh, for Mia's Bedtime Stories. Yeah. And it was about where this... uh, this woman, she is sounds like a total nutcase. She ends up kidnapping this guy, drugging him, and then basically using him. And you know, he thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, but anyway, it was it was pretty interesting. So a guy commented on it and gave us review. It said that was great. I keep hoping it'll be reality to me one day. Your voice is great, Mistress Me. I hope I find a mistress like you. I said, Aww. oh, he wants his fantasy to become reality that's right let's do it my husband don't even know how lucky he is sometimes little fucker (laughs) so (laughs) right you know it's funny it's so true (laughs) all right so then i got an email on fat life and it said hello mistress mia i just wanted to start off by saying thank you for allowing me to listen to your podcast I've recently separated from my wife, who is very vanilla when it comes to sex. Before I got married, I started to explore the BDSM lifestyle as a submissive. I really enjoyed it and loved serving a dom until she moved away. I then met my wife and we got married. Now that I'm single, I really want to get back into that lifestyle. Your podcast has helped in my journey. Please also thank Master John for me. Thanks again for allowing us a glimpse into your world. So, I'll say Sib for you. That is so sweet. Um, John is very appreciative that he was included on that. <laughs> he loves his feedback. I like it when people like me. He needs validation sometimes. <laughs> people but, like me. They really like me. But, you know, it's true. You know, we, we do try to give a glimpse of what we do in our lives and sometimes you know john and i sit back and say wow i can't believe this shit really happens to us and it does and we don't even tell everything we don't even tell everything (laughs) we don't want to scare people (laughs) (laughs) but it's one hell of a ride it really is is. it really is thanks for listening to our fun shit (laughs) so we hadn't talked about shit in a long time we haven't talked about shit no (laughs) it's been a while (laughs) so all right so we're going to talk about something a little different today Uh uh-huh lavender marriage i know isn't that exciting it is exciting (laughs) but what is lavender marriage tell him john oh i don't know Let's, (laughs) let's find out go ahead Okay, our homophobia aside, perhaps we didn't place family structures on a pistol. Lavender marriages would have been less common. 
The ongoing hearings on marriage equality at the Supreme Court force people to consider a rather pernicious peril that thrives in societies like ours. While social acceptance of queerness is lacking, it's called a lavender marriage. This refers to a heterosexual marriages of convenience between non-heterosexual individuals, or at least one non-heterosexual individual, that allow the couple to dodge the stigma surrounding queerness and at times also partake of the legal, social, and financial benefits of marriage. So a lavender marriage is where one of the partners is gay or yes. bisexual. Correct. And they get married to someone who is straight because the tax advantages or the stigmas or their family. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and they can't come out of the closet. They can't come out of the closet. So they marry somebody that's not gay and then they're not happy. Very true. But they can be happy. Yeah. My, you know, my sister married a man that was bisexual and, you know, they're very happy. They work it out. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she's, she's happy. As far as I can tell, <laughs> they have they do have a child together. Awesome. So they do have sex occasionally, I suppose. Right. <laughs> um, you know what's interesting is you know it's sad because you you mentioned sisters and everything else, and you know I have a family member, and she's been married for almost forty years, and you know her husband came out as bisexual. You know, and it's it's been quite some time. You know, he's then since moved in with his boyfriend. But, you know, we still congregate as a family. We still get together. You know, he's very active in his children and his grandchildren's lives. But, you know, his wife is still in, like, serious denial that, you know, he is truly gay. I mean, he's living with a man. You know, it's different to be bisexual and want involvement with opposite sex on occasion for fun you know whatever he's in a relationship but he is in a relationship with another man Mm -hmm. and you know he's been very active with the gay the the gay man community you know yeah i mean if i say gay you know the queer community the queer community yeah um yeah but i just want to be more specific you know he's not hanging out with a bunch of lesbians he's hanging out with a bunch of gay men right you know and to me he probably is big into the leather community. You know, I don't want to make assumptions on that. Um, you know, I know that they go to the beach. Yeah. And they wear those little tiny, you know, bathing suit bottoms. You know. The Speedos? We, we've li- seen the little Speedos. I did not want to see him in a little Speedo. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's crazy because I can remember, you know, 30 years ago. And... You know, he treated, you know, homosexuality like a novelty. Like, we would go on Pride Day down downtown or down to the beach, and he's like, oh, gay people, wow. Like, wow. Like, I don't see those people very often. Like, wow, that's crazy. You know? <laughs> he's like, where do I find more of them? <laughs> right? You didn't say that, though. <laughs> it's like the politicians that go in and make laws against being gay and adamant about how bad it is and it turns out they are you know yeah the gayest ones yeah <laughs> it, it's interesting yeah but you know you know we had again we had a family dinner um and of course this wife um who's in the family she of course said that you know you and i are deplorable and that our podcast oh is- thank you <laughs> 
podcast is not leading people to Christ. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> that's one opinion. Yeah, that's one opinion. <laughs> I think we do a lot of good for people. That's it. You know? And I said, you know, I think the 263 listeners at that time. 263? Uh, yeah. 263,000. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. I, I it's a big the, difference. It is a huge difference. 263. Why are we doing this? <laughs> you know what I mean. 263 is a lot of people. It is. That's exciting. We have a lot of people. Yes. 263,000. Oh, that's okay. Yes. Now we have to Gonna be careful be sp- what we say. Yeah. Well, it's almost- Because people listen to us now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be careful now. When it was 263, it didn't matter. <laughs> right? No, it still mattered. Okay. Because we did this because we want to break the stigma of BDSM. Right. So, so I told this person in my family, I said, look, we were all conceived through sex, not immaculate conception. <laughs> right. Yes. And I, it is healthy to talk about sex. It's healthy to talk about, you know, BDSM because it helps people just like this email that we got. It helps people. And it's sad that people that are rigid and, you know, I say vanilla um, because they're not open to a possible change and a possible possible difference to make their sex life and their intimacy better. Right. And that opens up other areas of your life as well. When, when you're satis- When you're dissatisfied in a certain area of your life, it doesn't have to be sex. Anything. It, it kind of eats away at the rest of your life. Yeah. So you have to find a balance. And that's what we do. We help people find balance. We make it okay. Agreed. So he says, lavender marriage is rarely the preferred choice of a queer individual. Often it's the last resort of a person struggling to cope with social and cultural pressures. Yeah. And we see that all the time. It's getting better. It's, it's getting easier. It is. To, to come out and say, you're gay. But in a lot of cultures... Like so, this one is written from the Indian perspective. So in India, there's still a lot of. It's not okay. No, it's not. And it's really not okay in America either. It's like not again the Christian community. It's not. Yeah, it says um, I can't even say her name. We'll call her Angie. <laughs> a 23-year-old who had hidden her bisexuality from her family, among other things, like her decision to be child-free and her love for music and dancing, that can still be perceived as unbecoming of a woman from respected families, has said, I would rather keep parts of my life hidden than vocalize it than have to deal with the backlash. Constant comparisons to their idolized version of me and the shame of not being able to be that person. It just makes it difficult to live. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of times people are doing getting into these types of relationships to hide from everyone else who they are. Yeah. Especially from family. Absolutely. You know, and going back to religion, you know, you know, I came from a different type of religious background. Yeah. You know, and I knew kids that they sent them off to gay camp into conversion therapy because that's how bad it was. And in the Mormon culture, you know, they have one of the highest suicide rates among teenagers in the country is in Utah. Because Mormon kids are killing themselves rather than being gay. Because they're told that being gay is an abomination and God hates them. And that Jesus hates them because they're they're gay. So they'd rather be dead than have to live with being a disappointment. Very true. 
Yeah. Very true. <clears throat> so in a span of less than two years, this is the second time that the topic of lavender marriages has become a part of public discussions in India. In 2022, it was prompted by the release of Badhai Do, a movie about a gay man and lesbian woman entering into a lavender marriage and keeping up appearances in a bid to earn themselves the freedom to pursue their romantic and sexual interests separately. That has now gone on to win a number of coveted awards. Some critics had argued at the time of the release that the movie might do more harm than good to the LGBTQ plus community. While Badaidu is being hailed for its depiction of homosexuality, the depiction of a lavender marriage could be problematic in normalizing this practice and sending out the message that a marriage of convenience is better than living a life of a gay person. An article that was written warned, but more than a movie, it is Indian society's stigma against queerness that has contributed to the popularity of lavender marriages in the country and among the South Asian dysphoria. Dysa. Dysasporia. I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, our culture, and that's why we do this podcast, mm-hmm. our culture makes things difficult. It makes it difficult for people to be who they are. Not only to be who they are, but to accept themselves for who they are. Because how are you supposed to go out into the world and say, this is who I am, if you can't even look in the mirror and say, this is who I am? And they deal with that all the time. All the time. And it's difficult. And we, you know, so we get a lot of flack about the LGBTQ plus community and about how they do too much and why are we being forced to, to deal with their issues and why are we being forced to watch this on the media? But the truth is... It takes a lot of courage for those people to stand up and say, I have rights too. And it's not so much about why are they getting so much special treatment. It's more, it's being seen more because we're, they're forcing the issue. And you know, some issues need to be forced. Yeah. And it's not, it's not because I agree with their message or disagree with their message. It's, it's just their right to be. You know, back in the 90s, 80s and 90s growing up, being gay, especially in my household, I heard from my dad how evil it was. We go to church and hear how evil it was and how the gays were going to ruin the world and how the fall of every civilization has always started from homosexuality. The Roman Empire failed because of homosexuality. (laughs) You know, you hear these things and it's, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know anything else. And this is your dad telling you, you don't, you know, you don't know anything else. That's what you believe. So that's the, that's the, um, the stigma that, that a lot of people were raised with. I mean, it's better now. It's gotten a lot easier for people and the younger generations don't look at it the same way we do, but it takes time. Just like racism. Mm -hmm. You know, it's getting better. Absolutely. And the, the younger generation doesn't look at race the way we did we don't look at race the way our grandparents did but it's still there it's still there it's still a problem so the aspect for me when I see this relationship you know as a lavender marriage you know with the wife being in denial and the husband still trying to continue to play that 
that fatherly role. He can't be a husband. You know, he doesn't kiss her on the mouth. He kisses her on the head. You know, it's very apparent to everyone but her. You know, and it's like, what do you even say at this point? Well, I... She knows that he's moved in with a man. Yeah, she does know this, but it's not... It's not even valid to her. You know, she has said to me on a number of occasions, well, I've never seen him be intimate with a man, so how can I really think he's truly gay? And I said, do you really want to see him fucking another guy? Because I can tell you, he's not a bottom. He's a top. He fucks his feminine boyfriend. You know, they partake in anal sex. You know? They put things in each other's mouths. Exactly. And they like it. And they like it. <laughs> you know? And this wasn't his first relationship. He right. was he was involved with someone else. But he moved years out. Years ago. He He's moved not out. living there. I know. They're still married. They're still married. He comes to work in his office, yeah. you know, probably three or four days a week. Yeah, she sees him all the time. She sees him all the time. But you know, he eats like family dinners on occasion with the rest of the family right. for special occasions. But yeah, that's you know that is a, a deep level of denial. If, if it is if he's moved out and you still think everything's okay. It is, but he's living a double life. Is my point, you know, and and I think that he suffers with a depression that you know I see that other family members see, but again, the wife does not see it, you know. And here we're in a situation where you know a lot of our friends that are gay. You know, I think they have to live a double life, you know, and I know you talk about America and and we have different things here and cultural values and, you know, there's different stigmas, whether it's race or gender or, um, you know, sexuality. But, you know, what about someone in Brazil if they come out as gay or trans, you know? They're beaten to death. Yeah. You know, Arab country, a Muslim country. Yeah, Muslim country. Holy shit. Yeah. It's crazy. They can't. They can't. Yeah. You know, so we're really fortunate. I mean, I, I think, you know, what we are saying in all of this is valid points. But, you know, there's so many men that come to the dungeon and it's like they have a bisexual side to them. You know, they want to explore sexuality. And like you said, if your sister is married to a bisexual man, they've made it work somehow. Yeah. They you seem know? to be happy. They've been together for a long time. Yeah. They, you know, they have a child together. Yeah. I see pictures on Facebook and, you know, they seem happy. Yeah. She doesn't complain. I've never heard her complain about him. That's great. Maybe it works out better. Maybe. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? And, you know, I was having a conversation with my mother and, you know, after we had this dinner and, you know, I was called deplorable along with you because she can't stand you now. <laughs> I said, yeah, she probably heard the episode with you disgusting. talking about eating ass, you know. Because right. uh, <laughs> I'm nasty. You're nasty. <laughs> she got jealous. She wants some of the John D. She wants um, some to eat her ass. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I said to my mother the conversation that transpired, and she says, wow, isn't that sad? She just doesn't get it. I feel so bad for her. Right. You know, like, why does she have to be a prude? But the point of it is, you know, we have 16% listeners that listen to our podcast that are women, that are female. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not a lot. So I, I think we value 
our female listeners, right. no matter what. We, we value them. And so I think it's important to address that, you know, if they contemplate um, changes in their marriage or their relationships, then I think they need to possibly think that maybe their boyfriend or maybe their husband might be a little bisexual. But, you know... And some women like that. Some women do, absolutely. Just like a man, if you know, my partner's bisexual, I fucking love that. Absolutely. I want you to play with a woman or play with a woman together. It's great. Yeah. We have a great time. Absolutely. You know, we don't do it often, but at the party sometimes. Yeah. You know, we did it at the last party. Definitely. Didn't have sex with her, but we played with her. It was great. Oh, yeah. Everybody loved that lesbian scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually saw someone come out of the house and they're like, oh my God, you should see the shit that's going on in there. Like she's taking this woman. It's fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) It was. I was naked doing shit too. Oh, wow. We're all three naked. Oh, okay. Good thing I wasn't in there. That's that's great. (laughs) I had a friend come and I told her before she got there, it's like, there's a pretty much 100% chance you're going to see me naked at some point. And she was in there watching. I was like, I looked at. Her, I was like, "Yep, you see mm-hmm. me naked." There you go. So, <laughs> so we've seen. I, I know the type of person that you are. I know the type of person that your girlfriend is, because I know I would think that she represents a lot of women and takes a stance where if you had told her, you came home and said, "You know what, honey." I'm bisexual. I haven't told you. I want to bring in a man into our relationship to have fun with one night. I don't think that's going to be a turn on for her. <laughs> so I think no. that's that's a problem a lot of men have <laughs> right there. Right. You know, because they get women want to see their man as a man. Yeah, and they get stuck with that stigma that they are feminized in a sense. You know, yeah. it's bad enough if he wants to be a crossdresser, yeah. but God forbid he wants a dick in his mouth. No, we've had that conversation. She does not want to see me with a man, which is good cuz I don't want to. Yeah. But, you know, we're free to explore sexual things. Just we just both agree we don't want that. But other than that, we're pretty good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I think with the cultural differences in different countries, I think you and I are both very empathetic to people in all different countries that have to have this bad struggle. Absolutely. Okay. So you found something on Reddit that was pretty interesting. Yeah, a story about somebody who's in a vanilla marriage. says, I've been in a or lavender marriage, not vanilla. Yes. I've been in a lavender marriage for two and a half years that most of my friends and family don't know about. Two and a half years ago, I entered a lavender marriage with a friend who I knew in high school. Most of my friends don't know, and no one in my family, save for one sibling, do either. When I first broached the subject with my family, I was immediately met with religious resistance, threats of disownment. We never spoke of it again. She's in the military and gay, and I'm a civilian and straight. She has a girlfriend, and I do too. She's serving a second tour overseas while I continue to live and work in the U.S., We have no plans to get divorced. Sorry about the throwaway account. Family knows, follows my main one. So he can't even, he has to make a fake account just to tell the story. Isn't that sad? And then he makes a list of the facts about his marriage. She is in the armed forces. She is gay and has a girlfriend. I am straight and have a girlfriend. Her CO is suspicious and we've been fake dating for six months. Her CO is a douchebag. (laughs) 
Wow. Yeah. Isn't that sad? I would do this for nothing in return. I love her to death and would do anything to see she was happy and not separated from her girlfriend. We wouldn't intend to so-called defraud the government so much as to work a loophole in the system. We appreciate the approving comments in addition to the disapproving ones Reddit provides that we think is an accurate cross-section of the public. I've had awkward sex with I have had awkward sex with her. We did have a threesome in high school, and her then-girlfriend did feel left out. I already have great health insurance for my job, so the military benefits are mute. Comments made anonymously on the internet are not on the record. I have never heard the term lavender marriage prior to posting this. Wow. So, wow. That's interesting. So, yeah, people struggle with this all the time. And it, some of the comments were, you know, some people, um, well, a lot of times people will get married in the military for the benefits. Absolutely. Because they get added benefits, they get more pay, they get insurance. There's a lot of benefits to being married that not only he said his family was going to disown him. Yes, you it's know, horrible. So, but there's a lot of tax benefits and a lot of things that come with being married that people really, you know, feel pressured into having to do that yeah it's sad yeah you know years ago and this was back in the late 80s i remember having uh some really good neighbors you know we'd invite them over to dinner and that kind of thing um it was a gay couple and two men and they said they were both in the service and um they had some lesbian friends who did the exact same thing you know but they they were swapped partners as far as their marriage certificates were okay yeah so the one the gay couple the female married Uh the lesbian couple correct it's okay but they but they stayed they kept their relationships but just the marriage was on paper correct yeah that worked out then it worked out until somebody gets mad then it throws everybody out of whack yeah or until you know they get separated in different states yeah. You know, I mean, that's a pain in the ass too, but regardless, you got to do what you got to do. And best advice is just to be fucking happy and do what be makes happy you happy. And be genuine to yourself. Even if the, e- sometimes we have to hide from other people who we are, but when you have to look in the mirror and hide who you are from yourself, that's not a fun feeling for anybody. So be genuine yeah. to yourself and do whatever makes you feel good it feels right to you you know what nobody else needs to know your damn business that's absolutely right john i think we've learned something <laughs> <laughs> we learned a new color we did now lavender. We have vanilla and lavender <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right well until next time make all your i'm gonna be fucking happy today fantasies become realities